Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. What's going on over there? You know, I'm getting pretty pissed off. Uh, generally, Amazon is fairly good. Oh, sorry. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Happy Thursday. So I'm pissed off because I ordered something on Amazon on Tuesday. It was supposed to be delivered yesterday. It never came. I waited until 6 p.m. Nothing. It said latest delivery by 10 p.m. Now I log in this morning to see if it was delivered mm-hmm. while I'm here at work. And it says, package is returning to the seller. A carrier delay has occurred. Delivery will be delayed. And then I get a note. Unfortunately, a problem occurred during shipping and we had to cancel your delivery. The package is being returned and we will issue a refund within three to five business days after the return is processed. We're very sorry for the inconvenience. Hmm. I don't get it. They had it. They were delivering it. And then they took it back to the warehouse. What the fuck went went wrong here? Did... They have it? Like, you wonder, and that sound, by the way, seems very confusing, because you're right. Nothing is, cu- nothing is cut and dry there. It's not like they explain, hey, we broke your shit. That's, that's what, what it I'm, sounds that's like. That's what I'm wondering. Like, hey, we broke your shit. It, we couldn't even give it to you, or it got squished, or I'm not sure what it was. I won't ask you. Maybe that's a personal question, what your item was. It was a Bluetooth receiver for my car. Okay. My car, the one that I'm driving now, is fairly old, and it doesn't have built-in Bluetooth. So this... Your phone transmits Bluetooth to that, and then it plays through the speaker system in your car. I would probably message the person, whoever the Amazon um, person that ha- actually had the item, message them about it. Maybe they'll know more on their end. It's so frustrating. That is three delivery fuck-ups in, the, in a matter of hours. Twice this morning, we tried to order Starbucks at the radio station so we could get the free <laughs> reusable cup. Guys, Scott was pissed. I was outside for 15 minutes without a coat. Because I could see that my delivery driver was here, but he couldn't figure out where the goddamn door was. Nobody can figure it out at this place. Nobody can. How? I know. It says clearly. I know. Storefronts are at the front. Offices are at the back. Yeah, I know. What is wrong with people? I, I do, I've, spent, I've spent many mornings trying to guide people to this location. I know. I don't know what it is about it, but eventually we got there. Messed up. Yeah. Uh, We're going to do a story right here, and then coming up after that, we're going to, again, talk a little bit about uh, uh, testing people in pharmacies, because a few things crossed my mind. And the government is going to drop the PCR requirement when you come back into Canada, but only partially. And it's stupid. It's bullshit. And I'm convinced that these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. None of them. They're all ridiculous. But anyway, another listener needs some help. So let's take a deep dive into this. You know, this one is um, one of those not one size fits all scenarios, I think. So a wide range of advice would definitely be appropriate here, I think. This is a longtime listener. I I will leave him anonymous, the name, um, because he didn't specify, but I'm going to do that. He says, hey, Kat, I need some advice. Long story short, my wife and I have two kids, a daughter who's seven, a son who's six. 
Both have done roughly $500 in damage to our home in the last few months, give what? or take. Most of it's cosmetic. Some drywall damage, closet doors and bedrooms, breaking things. We tried a bunch of things to discipline and correct this bullshit. We took screens away. We took toys away. We took treats away. Our daughter's Pokemon card collection, for example. Stuffed animals that she loves. Our son's items that he loves. And nothing seems to work. This morning was the breaking point. They dug, and I kid you not, a hole through a wall in our daughter's room and into our son's room. Fuck off. Really? The hole in question was about three to four inches wide, roughly the same size high. Of course, I was pissed. So I took away their Christmas. As of right now, neither child will see a gift under the tree on Christmas morning. They will stay in my office until they show better behavior. But my question is, was that the right thing to do? I know that you have children and maybe when you were younger, things were different for some people. A belt or hand fixed most issues some days and now you can't do that. Cat, on the other hand, I know you have kids roughly my age. I'd like your thoughts and your experience. Mm. Lastly, I don't know if this makes any difference, but it's also a brand new house. We own the house. It's our money being used to fix all of this, of course. Please, any advice would be helpful. So, in short, couple of kids, six and seven years old, constantly misbehaving, being told it's not okay. Seems mostly d- damaged. They're taking things out on, on furniture or, or stuff around the house. They've been told, scolded, things taken away. When it comes to discipline, and by the way, I feel like that, that one comment about back in the day, a belt or hand fixed most issues, but now you can't do that. I'm not going to put words in this person's mouth, but it seems as though they're considering, you know, is a spanking going to work? Mm-hmm. And spanking is one of those issues, right? It is. It's I not mean- something you talk to someone openly about. Like, I wouldn't be like, you know, I'm thinking about spanking my daughter. Like, you people most of the time don't want to even bring that up. So it seems like they're at the point where they're wondering, is that something that, is, that I should be doing? Would that possibly work? Now, I don't know about that. So let's talk about other forms of discipline. But what are your first thoughts when you hear that? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to put words in the guy's mouth either, but it does sound like he has reached peak Mm -hmm. frustration with Mm -hmm. these kids. I'm not sure why they're acting the way they are. Uh, I I don't know if there's been any thought about why they're doing that. Uh, If it's an attention thing, maybe there's a medical issue. I don't know. But I will say it does sound like he's asking or suggesting that maybe a good stiff smack on the butt or the belt would help. He said, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And I'm not sure that that's accurate. There are parents out there that still give their kids a spanking when they deserve it. And frankly, there's a lot of kids out there that probably deserve yeah. it. Yeah, And it's a, it's a sensitive thing because when you open that door, um, maybe there are kids who don't necessarily deserve it. Like, I mean, when you say deserve it, what does a kid have to do? In this particular case, if let's say you've tried and tried and tried and you feel like they're old enough to know better. To me, it's a little bit older than a six and a seven. But I'm not there yet. My kids are, well, almost three now and four. I have a three and a four-year-old. So I'm not there yet. My kids are pretty well-behaved. They haven't gone into any crazy shit yet. <laughs> but, you know, one day I might get there. These two dug a hole in the drywall yeah, from one bedroom to another. And not the first time they've done it. I mean, causing over $500 in damage already. And that's either maybe they, you know, break a doorknob or break a door completely. Or they're fucking around in the house and they don't seem to get it when, when these parents are taking away their toys and their privileges. Basically, so that to me, he's doing everything right so far. Him and his partner, him and his wife are doing everything right so far by taking some stuff away. That's for some kids does the trick. For these 
like it. They're not really, uh, it doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, I mean, if he's taken away Christmas and given them all sorts of other punishments and that hasn't worked, the first thing that comes to my mind is, are you consistent in your punishments? Do you uh, take away their screens, but then give it back to them later that day when they start crying? I mean, I think that if you take away a screen for 48 hours, that screen's gone for at least 48 hours. There's no compromising on that. And that's not because of how you're acting now. It's because of how you acted before. So because of that, this is the consequence. And it doesn't matter how good you are now. That's just building goodwill. It's because of what happened that the screen goes away. When spanking comes into play, that's a tricky one because Mm -hmm. I never spanked my kids. And that was not the parent that I thought I would be. I I thought, no, I mean, if they're bad, they're going to get a spanking. I used to get threatened with the wooden spoon all the time. And my mom never once used it, but I believe that threat. And even though I didn't even know what it felt like, I knew I didn't want to get the wooden spoon. And frankly, the threat was enough for my kids. Actually, I don't even know that I did that, to be honest with you. I had great kids that I have still to this day have a good relationship with. So I don't know if that would work. I I think that in some cases... With the right kid, a spanking can be effective. But listen, you got to take into account that you're an adult and they're a kid. And what might not hurt to you could hurt a lot to them. And and you're not doing this to try and put them in pain. You're doing it to shock them. That, I think, is the point. And some people take it way, way, way too far. Or they go to that well way, way, way too often. little spank on the butt. Hey, smarten up. Uh, they're reaching for something they shouldn't be reaching for. Maybe they're trying to grab on the counter and there's a knife up there. You want to swat their hand while they're doing it? I don't think that's a problem, but I understand that it's a tough situation for child services to be in. Right. Some people are not good at disciplining their kids. Some people are very good at it. And there's a fine line there. Here's, uh, here's some advice. Here's what I'll, here's what I will give you because you're talking about what you're taking away, taking away, taking away. What if you tried adding something to the equation? And I'll give you an example of what I've done. My four-year-old so far since school started has been sent home with two letters that I've had to sign. Okay, and you, and this is JK. So keep in mind, these are all kind of smaller, petty little things, but it still matters to mm-hmm. me. And I'll give you the latest example is my daughter, a friend of hers at school, dropped a little unicorn pendant. And my daughter happened to really like unicorns. I know she does. So she picked it up and she lied and said it was hers. Oh. So see how it's like, that's a small thing. She ended up giving it back, but they'll still, what they do is in, in my child's kindergarten class is they'll have them, explain that's not okay. What are you going to do to change things moving forward? And then I have to sign the sheet. So she's brought two of these types of sheets. Um, the other thing was for putting hands on hands, <laughs> her hands on another kid's body. So, and she's a very, very cuddly type of person. So they still discourage that fine. But I did have a chat with her about it. My kid is very visual. So what we've done, maybe this will work is we add things. I don't necessarily take away when something like that happens. Again, that's a small thing. Kids all learn how to not fib. It happens young. I have a board up in my mudroom so she can see it. It's right at her height. And through the week, she gets a star every single day. Basically, if she does everything right, she listens to us. She goes to the bathroom when we say, okay, it's time to pee. Get your coat on. All those things, right? All the things, the typical day-to-day things that you'd ask your kid to do. Don't destroy my fucking walls. Could be one of them. Sure. Uh Don't damage any of the house. You get a star. And I know it seems like going, ah, oh, star, whatever. But at the end of the week, if she gets all stars across the board, she gets a treat of her choice. We can hmm. take her out to buy her a new toy if that's what she chooses, or we can take her out for ice cream, for example. So she gets to pick her treat on Saturday. Uh-huh. And that's visual for her. She looks at the board and she sees that this week 
She didn't get one of the stars, so she doesn't get a treat. Oh. That does it for her. That she goes, oh, I didn't get a star on Tuesday. No, you didn't. So you get nothing. Hmm. And we stuck to it. And you're absolutely right about that. You have to stick to your punishments to really drill it in their head. But we allow her to start fresh the next week. Start fresh the next, next week. Hopefully you don't get any letters sent home. Hopefully you do good at listening and everything else that we're asking you to do. You're going to get a treat. So I don't know. For us, bringing things in worked for us. Maybe it wouldn't work for your, your kids. Everybody's so different. That's the way I do it. Huh. If she took something and claimed it was hers, even though it wasn't, she's uniquely qualified for a position in radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's incredible. It's, and, and she fully admitted it. And that's what I was the most proud of her for. I said, did you tell the teacher you were lying? Yes. I told the teacher I was lying. Great. Because you need to also be honest, right? Yep. I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage my kids, be honest. If you fucked up, tell someone you fucked up and then apologize for it. Is it possible that this six and seven year old are just really, really into the game that they're playing and they really don't mean to do any damage, but part of the game was you had to dig a hole through the drywall from one room to <laughs> what another. What kind of a shitty game is that? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of why a kid would do that. How does a kid even know that the walls on the inside of a house are actually fairly fragile. Give it a good kick and it's going to go right through. Yeah. Unless you kick it a stud. So, I mean, it seems like there's something more going on there. Um, I do agree with him that things are a little different these days. Back in the day, man, that wooden spoon scared the shit out of me. Can you do that these days? I think it's all a matter of how it's done. Uh, generally speaking, the advice, whether you talk to child services or the cops, are going to be... Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But there's people out there who understand that you're the parent and they're the kids and you need to do what you need to do to set them up with all the tools they need in life. And one of the tools in life that they need to know is that you can't kick a hole in the goddamn wall. So if that's what it takes to get it done, I personally don't think. And again, not to inflict pain, not to hurt them in any way. Just a little shock, a little slap on the butt or on the hand isn't necessarily the worst thing when done properly. One thing I'd like to know, and I will try to follow up on this, is are, do they show remorse? Are they showing remorse for these things that they've done? Like when you take away, you know, for the day, their tablet or whatever you're doing, are they showing, are they crying? Are they upset? Because I think there's a lot to that too. If they're showing no emotion, like, well, good, I don't care, screw you. Okay, then I think you're right. There's a lot more going on there. We got to dig a little deeper because I'll never forget like a, a, one time when I was a kid and I got in trouble and I destroyed something of someone else's. Mm -hmm. I took a crayon and I colored all over my friend's coat and her mom was fucking livid, went over to my house because we lived down the street, told my mom, she colored on it. And I was so upset. My parents could see my remorse and they took me out to dinner that night. Really? Because they felt so horrible. And then they wow. laughed and joked about it. I don't think they liked <laughs> the parents very much, so they thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, th there are certain moments, and maybe it is a quick slap on the wrist or something to make them go, well, I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't like that feeling at all. Yeah. Uh, for some people, maybe it is words. Maybe it is, I'm upset with you, or I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, or whatever it might be. Uh, make sure that, that they know you're serious. And taking things away for longer than maybe you've done it, you could try that. Maybe try adding things like we've mentioned. Uh, it's fully up to you if you decide to discipline by giving a little smack. Some people, like you said, would say absolutely avoid that. Yep. I would try other things before you do it Probably, is my yep. strong suggestion. Uh, is I would, And by the way, there's a lot of free advice online from professionals in this scenario, by the way. Uh, behavioral, you know, you know, therapists and things like that. It's Again, it's not a one size 
fits all situation though. It's not. I mean, in the same way that we all learn in different ways, we also need to be disciplined in different ways. And it works for what works for some won't necessarily work for others. Either way, dude, if you haven't already, I highly recommend just for your own sanity, uh, booze and, and maybe even some drugs. You're, you're going to need something to calm you down because when you're calm, you're in a much better way to, to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be drunk all the time. It's good parenting advice. You know, I've been doing that for like 25 years and I was never happier, <laughs> never happier. It works great. In all seriousness, we really hope for the best. And guys, I'm going to give an update on this. And if you want to DM Scott or myself with any strong suggestions, I'll make sure that this listener gets them. Okay. I wonder how long it's going to take until somebody DMs me. I can't believe you said it's okay to hit your kids. I just want to be clear. In certain circumstances, with the right kid who could potentially benefit from that style of discipline, As long as it's not done in a malicious way to cause harm, just to cause a shock, maybe it could be justified. Maybe. And that's as far as I'll take it. I am in no way advocating for kids to be hit. Not at all. And I never hit mine either, like I said off the top of this conversation. Uh, Somebody's still going to DM me and accuse me of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, The cops are going to show up tomorrow. Oh, pretty much. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, quick reminder we talked about this yesterday tonight is the longest partial lunar eclipse in nearly 600 years and the longest it will be for 580 years how does the forecast for tonight in southern ontario look cloudy with snow squalls yeah still (laughs) shitty no update from yesterday's podcast Still shitty. That always happens on those cool nights though doesn't it always happen on those cool nights yeah it seems that way It, it really does uh, over in Scotland, it is the University of Glasgow, I believe. Yep, University of Glasgow. They've do we have developed. Listeners, a- by the way, do we have listeners in Scotland? We do actually. We do. I thought so. Some of them are my family. I was going to say some of them might be mine too. They listen regularly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So in any case, uh, over in Scotland, University of Glasgow, we've got a researcher there who realizes something very real that was another unintended consequence from the pandemic. Not only are kids dealing with stuff and adults are dealing with stuff, your new pets are dealing with stuff too. They went from a period where they were around you all the time when you were working from home to now you're gone a lot. Now the kids are in school again and people are going back to the office. So to try and reduce separation anxiety that many animals are experiencing, this guy created what he calls simply the dog phone. It looks a little like a toy. The dog can pick up the toy, and using its mouth, it can actually video call you. (laughs) You could be at work. Maybe you're doing deliveries. Maybe you're on a line somewhere. Maybe you're in a boardroom with clients. Your phone rings. It's the fucking dog that wants to talk to you. (laughs) I feel like the first time that happens, maybe even the first couple times that happens, I would be jello just so freaking happy that my buddy charlie wanted to talk to me and he figured out how to use the phone and he called me and i'd probably talk to him for an hour but after a while that's gonna get pretty fucking irritating 
I'm sorry, but they can call with their mouth. So if I pick up the phone and it's a video call, mm-hmm. I'm just going to see the inside of my dog's mouth? Like, no thanks. It's not very pretty. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the physical layout of it. It says there's a screen that you can see or that the dog can see you on. And of course, you can see the dog because it's got the camera built in. He tested it, the guy who developed it, on uh, his 10-year-old black lab named Zach for three months. And it showed Zach how to use it and... It works like a toy. Let me see if I can find the exact quote here. <laughs> okay. Anytime it shakes this thing in its mouth, you get a call. I don't I don't want a call. Like, I don't want the calls I get. Why mm-hmm. do I want to call for my dog who has nothing to say, by the way? Absolutely nothing to say. But it's you know, separation we, anxiety. No, Maybe he it, misses you. Listen, it's not, no, no. It's, it's going to give him more anxiety. If he hears his fucking toy start talking to him and it's me on the other end, he's going, what the fuck is that coming from? Right. I'll probably raise his anxiety and make things worse. Right. I don't like That this. haunted toy over there <laughs> tried to call me. How does it know my name? <laughs> <laughs> I had it in my mouth one time and it keeps bugging me. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine if you're in an important meeting with the boss and, oh, my God, uh, I'm getting a call from home. I better take this. And it's the dog. <laughs> it's the do- All yours, <laughs> like gross shit. It's licking its balls and shit. I don't want to hear that. It's not even practical. It's not even like it's calling to say, hey, what time will you be home? Or what do you want for dinner? Do you want me to take something out of the freezer? It's just calling you know to look what? at you. The more we talk about this, the more I'm pissed off they even wasted their time on this shit. Do something different. Do something important. This is not important. <laughs> Guys, you may roll your eyes at the internet security lectures that we all have to put up with at work. Yes. But apparently, and I want to speak specifically to you fuckers that are in this category that we're about to talk about. You are the reason that all the rest of us have to at least once a year sit through a cybersecurity e-learning module. Because you've got unsecured passwords. (laughs) Every year, a company called NordPass goes through all the lists of hacked passwords that get leaked on the internet. And it happens every day. Thousands of them. And they can figure out what the most common, easy, and most hackable passwords are. And once again this year, the people who just don't get it The two most common passwords in the world are the word password. Okay. And one, two, three, four, (laughs) five, six. It's laughable. It's laughable. You know, somewhere there is just a room full of Russians looking up from their, their fake Facebook accounts and laughing. You thought a secure password was one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is why people do it. They think, nobody's going to hack me. I've got nothing to go out there. I'm fine. I want to be able to get onto my computer faster or unlock my my online banking faster. I don't want to type in a password every time. Just one, two, three, four, five, six. It's easy. It's not secure. You can't fucking do that. And you'll learn. And you'll learn real good. It surprises me that you're even able to get away with that. A lot of places, they'll flag you if you don't do it properly. Mm-hmm. Nine characters now. We're up to like nine characters. Remember what it used to be like five? Five was fine. Five was very secure back in the day. All letters were okay. Now, fuck that. Nine. 
Has to have a... Lowercase and uppercase. Lowercase, uppercase. Add a number, add an asterisk to it or whatever else you want to use. Punctuation is key. Some kind of punctuation. It must be done or you do not have an account with said place, whatever that might be. Maybe it's a Facebook account. Maybe it's for your work. I don't know. I... I understand it gets annoying. I actually have in my phone, I have no problem showing you because I know you're not going to like steal my shit, but I have I a password locked mm-hmm. password file in my phone because all of these passwords are getting fucking stupid. So right. it's irritating, guys, but I also know that, for example, if I if somebody finds out my password for my Facebook account, at least I know it's shitty, but I have a different password for everything. So at least I know that means they didn't get into my bank. They didn't get into anything else because I switched it. I used to use one password for everything. A lot of people do that. because, And I understand. I get it because it's, it's easier. You remember it. No problem. But it's now become a point because as, don't forget, guys, as security gets better, it means hackers are getting better. They're upping their game, too. So you think, oh, they're not going to get through here. It's fine. I'll use this password because they say it's secure on this site, so I'll use it for every other site. That's not how it works. Hackers get smarter too. Yes. Not just these accounts that you have, you know, whatever it might be your bank on or whatever. So make sure that you're doing that. It's, it's shitty and it's annoying. I have to go through this pass. I go through this password folder more than anything else, Scott, because I'm like, oh, here we go. I got to go to, you know, my, oh, my kid's school account again. What's that fucking password? Oh, it's time to log into my, uh, my chorus account here. What's my password? So I have it all in one file. That helps me, and that file is locked. It's a good way to do it. But make sure your shit's safe. It's such a pain in the ass to have to, like, call a bunch of places because you got to cancel all your cards and everything else. Just do your, It's easier to just do it this way. I like that two-factor authentication. Even yeah. if you do guess my password, you would need my actual phone yeah. to yeah. get the confirmation code that allows you into the account. I think everybody should have it. I think cybersecurity is a partnership between the company that you're signing up for and you, and you got to do your part too. Mm -hmm. Password one, two, three, four, five, six, not secure. Neither is one, 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 which a lot of people used. (laughs) If you thought uh, an appropriate password was football, soccer, Monkey was popular for some reason. Sunshine, none of them. None of them are secure. I love how enough people used monkey and sunshine as an example for the reason why they had to issue that. Well, I just don't understand who doesn't get that. It's 2021. It's not like the internet is new, you know? Like, shit, guys, come on. One, two, three, four, five, six. I might expect that from, like, my fucking grandmother or something like that. But not regular people. Come on, everybody. Do better. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello have broken up, guys. Are you okay about that? Because I know you really like these two as a couple. So I was worried about you when this news broke late last night or slash early this morning. Well, I'd like to know what happened. I mean, I thought they were a really cute couple, to be honest with you. Well, it's like any other normal relationship, though. I mean, sometimes you're not compatible as partners. Maybe they had a little conversation. Maybe Sean's like, hmm, I'm at the point where, I mean, maybe an engagement 
was potential to be coming up and Camila thought, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm there and you're a little farther ahead in this relationship than me or the other way around. Like, right. I'm waiting for a ring. Oh, I'm not fucking doing that anytime soon. So we, I don't think we're ever going to find out. Well, they're what, 23 and 24 years old they're anyway? Young. They're young. They are young. Absolutely. Listen, I, I if you're Camila Cabello, that's Sean fucking Mendes. Are you sure? You want to end this? He's a good-looking guy. And if you're Sean Mendes, she's a good-looking girl. <laughs> that's Camila fucking Cabello. Are you sure? They, you know what? You know what? That's exactly why we liked them so much. I think because they're so they're just they're adorable. Um, right around the same age, very successful, extremely successful. They seem to be very equal. Yeah, like on equal footing, the two of them. So together as a couple, it seemed to just make sense. But that doesn't mean that you are going to fall in love with that person just because they seem to be pretty equal as you. Like, eh, you've got money and you look good, and you're right now right around my age, and you like singing. We should be together forever. That's not really <laughs> how it works. So good for them for figuring that out before they took that next step, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. So that's fine. But I just got. I got to think, like, are you sure? Like, I don't know what it was that made you think, oh, this can't work, but you couldn't have figured it out? I mean, mm -hmm. okay. And I mean, now there's only one place to go. After you have dated Sean Mendes, you don't really have a lot of options to upgrade. He's generally considered at the top of the heap. Right. Unless you want to go to Pete Davidson. That's your only <laughs> other option. Everybody else does it. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? And this is where my mind always goes. When it comes to Sean Mendez, let's talk about Sean for a second, is because he's such a nice, adorable Canadian young man. And a good guy, too. And a good guy. I've met Sean a number of times. We've <laughs> sat down for interviews. We've had a drink. He's seems, a, just awesome. Seems great. And you know who else is lovely and seems great and is also Canadian? Because that's where I automatically go. Like, let's get, let's get you into a Canadian girl situation. An Alessia Cara. Mm-hmm. Also in the also singer, but maybe you should avoid that altogether. I don't know. Maybe a singer isn't for you. And by the way, she could have a partner. I have. I really don't know. She probably does have a boyfriend. I'm not sure. But I'm just thinking, or date someone, yeah, outside of, of that singing situation. Like a regular average person. <laughs> a 59-year-old woman in Florida, her name is Susan, was arrested on Halloween for a DUI. She got thrown into a holding cell at a local jail, and she did not like jail because she said it was scary. Mm -hmm. I believe that. So she got creative. She removed the metal wiring from her bra and used it to make numerous scrape marks in the glass on the bottom of the door. Whoa. Her master plan was apparently to escape the jail by crawling out of a small opening in the cell door. Oh, my gosh. Feet first. That might have taken years. But she got caught before she could make any significant progress. The good news for Susan is that she's currently free on a $10,500 bond. The bad news is that, like the stunt with her bra, that added two more charges. Attempting to escape, which is a felony, and criminal mischief, which is a misdemeanor. It's not a bad idea. Have you ever thought about how you'd get out if you ever ended up in the bin? Well, now I did. Now I have an idea. You got to make sure you're wearing a bra at all times <laughs> if you sure go out. Make sure it's a wired one, too. In case you get pinched, you got to make sure. All right, well, I got to have an escape plan here just, just in, in case, case I end up in there. Just in case. Using the underwire of a bra is kind of smart. I never thought of that. Never thought about that. I probably wouldn't have thought about it. 
What else did you have and what's trending today? What was your big story besides Sean and Camila? You were busy today. Yeah, it was a busy one. Well, Meghan Markle is going to be on Ellen today. Why? <laughs> Neither of them is particularly I popular. I love that. It was, you know what? Megan is doing the, the talk show rounds right now. Um, and I mean, she's got a lot of initiatives, so she could always talk about something, but she, she paid a little visit and that was actually her first talk show experience. Cause we know she's been on Oprah. We know that she does like the hard hitting, like newsy things to talk about her life in the last little while. Great. Fine. This is her first time actually just having like a lighthearted conversation. And I'll tell you why you ask why mm -hmm. here's why I think yeah, I, I did ask. Yes. Here's why I think. I think they are doing their best, and I do say they because I, I mean Harry and Megan both, to just be back on like a normal people radar. Really? Normal celebrities. Treat us like normal celebrities. Let's, let's move on from this. So the more interviews we do like this, lighthearted, she even told a story. She told a story on Ellen about, um, you know, when she used to be on that lot, auditioning for projects, because I think everybody knows she was an actress. Um, and 10 years ago or more, she was on that exact same lot that Ellen's show was on, and she was just auditioning constantly for different roles all the time and trying to get back to that, like, I'm just a normal celebrity. Stop seeing me as this person who was a princess slash is technically still a princess. Stop seeing me as that. I'm just like a cool person. That's what I think. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it's amazing how quickly. Ellen went downhill after all the accusations about how staff were treated. I agree. That show doesn't have a fraction of the respect it used to get. I'm actually kind of surprised that Meghan Markle went on it when you'd think she could have done uh, some of the other shows. I mean, I hate to say it, but even Kelly Clarkson's got a bigger audience than Ellen does right now. She does. I, you're not wrong. That's actually true. Her ratings are incredible. Uh, Drew Barrymore's. Does well. Even doing way better. Yep. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, there could be more to it uh, than than this, than her just showing up on Ellen. But maybe she's going to show up on more. Maybe it's not one of these, hey, I'm only going to do one show. She might end up on more shows. Going to talk about um, work from home in just a sec. But before we get to that, the federal government is dropping the requirement for a negative PCR test hmm. after you've been to the States when you want to come back to Canada. If the Americans who are having a problem still with COVID down there. I, I mean, that. when you look at the situation in America, COVID yeah. doesn't exist in Canada because we've got a fraction of what's going on in the States. They're not asking us for a test to come into America. We need a test to come back to Canada. And while I don't necessarily disagree with being tested when you come to Canada, a couple of things. Okay. They're going to drop the requirement if you're gone 72 hours or less. That's because so many people would go and get tested here, go to the States, do whatever it is they were going to do in the States, and then come back with a test that's three days old and claim they don't have COVID. Doesn't make sense. It never did make sense. Dr. Tam is as useless as this thing that came in my Starbucks cup this morning, this little green stopper. Does nothing. It was dumb. Thank God somebody pointed out to her how stupid that is. And they've taken it off because Canadians were getting jacked for like 150 bucks US. It would seem like a money grab. A it was lot a total of money grab. That out. Yeah. I think we've given enough money to the labs and pharmaceutical companies. We don't need to do that shit anymore. But it's still there in general. And I just don't understand why with any seriousness they can look us in the face and say, you can rest assured that we're keeping COVID out of Canada. Because we're testing. When the test can be up to 72 hours old. Mm -hmm. 
72 hours is a long time, and you do a lot of shit in three days that you could have contracted COVID. You can catch something in a second. <laughs> sure. But, oh, no, I've got a test from last week that says I'm negative. It doesn't matter. There's no reassurance there. So, listen, we have these rapid tests. And I know some people will say, well, the rapid tests aren't all that effective. Okay, well, there's false negatives and false positives, just like there are with the PCR test, by the way. Either the tests are good or they're not. If they're not good, get rid of them. Stop wasting our money on these rapid tests yeah. if they don't fucking work. Mm -hmm. If they do work, even if they kind of work, just test everybody when they come in. You land at the airport, you stop in one spot, and you get your swab. By the time you get to the baggage carousel or the customs desk, you can say, I'm COVID negative. It's the only way to do it. If you insist on a test, it's got to be right there in the moment. Rapid test. Let's know right this second if you have COVID. Not that you didn't have COVID three days ago. That does nothing for us. It's a false sense of security. And it's really just so the government can say they're doing something. And because anytime they want to loosen a few restrictions, some people lose their shit. The COVID zero folks. Right. Just like the pharmacies yesterday. I was dealing with people all fucking day. Oh, well, you know, I have to go into shoppers to get diapers for my kids. And, and I, they're immunocompromised. Really? We don't want symptomatic people in there. Did a lot of people seriously say shit to you about that? A lot of them. You I can go through none. my responses on my Twitter. It's I nuts. I got none. And I, uh, yeah, that's, that's surprising because I, I do tend to agree with you. I, I, <laughs> there's also a lot of people bringing their snotty-nosed kids in there. So what's the difference to me? Again, like I know we, I know we talked about it yesterday, but I, I, I still I, I agree with what I said yesterday. I haven't changed my mind on that at all. It's such a, oh, well, it's fine to test asymptomatic people, but not symptomatic people. Again, for those who forgot, you can have COVID and be asymptomatic. You can have COVID and be symptomatic. It doesn't matter whether or not you're presenting symptoms. It doesn't matter. Either way, you could have COVID. So if you walk into shoppers now and feel completely safe and secure because there's nobody in there who's symptomatic, you could still catch COVID. Mm-hmm. Asymptomatic people have it and they can spread it. It's just the way it is. Now, if you uh, uh, are immunocompromised and you don't like that there's going to be more people going into shoppers to get tested, there's curbside, there's other pharmacies, there's Walmart, there's any number of places. Sure. Somebody said to me yesterday, well, it's ridiculous that they're going to allow symptomatic people to go in there because nobody symptomatic should be in there anyway. Listen, they whether are. you've got COVID or the flu or strep or tuberculosis, sick people go to pharmacies. Yeah, they do. That's where you go. In fact, you'll recall right back to day one of the pandemic, no matter what they closed, no matter what restrictions were in place, the pharmacies were always allowed yeah. to be open so sick people could get their drugs. You know what it is, I think, is a lot of people don't think of shoppers as a pharmacy. Is there something to that? Maybe. Because you go into shoppers, you collect your PC points, you look at your cosmetics, there's even kids' toys there, you can get your groceries. It's less of a pharmacy in a lot of people's minds, I think, than another place to shop. And so maybe that's where they're coming from. When the truth is it, it was a pharmacy first, and it is a pharmacy. And if you're not comfortable with it, like you said, there's other places that you can go. I just don't understand why anyone would think this makes it more dangerous. Nothing has changed. But one thing I will say is when you go to shoppers because you're not feeling well, oh, I feel something coming on or 
Oh, a bit of a runny nose. I better go and pick up some Sinutab or some Advil cold and mm-hmm. flu. When they're there and they're obviously experiencing some symptoms and they know that you can get tested there, why would we say to them, oh, you've got a runny nose? No, we can't test you. Yeah. That's why we should test them. Sick people is where we should be testing, where sick people go. I think it's, I, again, I, I do appreciate it. I know we talked about it yesterday, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you feel like you're sick, go get tested. Even right. if it's not an abundance of caution. <laughs> or even if, I'm so sick of I know you are, I know you are. That's why I use that. But even if you want to make sure, right? You're just, you're, you're actually, you're like, I'm pretty sure I don't have it, but I'm willing to get tested. Thank you. That's great. That does us all a favor. No problem. Personally, I still don't see any upside to finding out you've got COVID. I really don't see an upside <laughs> to it. I mean, if I wasn't feeling well right now, would I think, oh, I better go to the, uh, to get a COVID test. I would think, oh shit. Yeah. This could be COVID. I am not getting tested. Because once it's, it's official, once they've diagnosed you with COVID, mm-hmm. you've got that. And I don't think I want anyone else to know that. Do you know how many people do the, exactly that and it happens more so in schools by the way but it's here's the option for those that don't know when you have a kid that's not feeling well and the, they get sent home or whatever get the test you can come back in what three days or whenever you get it back sometimes it's as quick as two days or don't get a test but you come back in 10 days you know how many people take the 10 days because they don't want to find out that way either Yep. because if they do that means that their job is affected and everything else it trickles down so they don't do it well this is what i mean there's not a lot of upside to actually knowing one way or the other if you have COVID. I mean, finding out you don't have COVID, all right, well, hey, everything's free and clear. You can go back to your life as was. If you do have COVID, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And we still don't have proper sick days. We still, or not an adequate amount anyway, there's still a lot of repercussions for parents if their kids have it. I'm not saying don't go get tested, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's not really a lot of upside to it. I'm glad there are people that are willing to do it, though. It's not bad, and maybe that's bad to say, but like, I hear what you're saying. I would still go get it. Like, if if I found out a kid in my child's class, for example, had it, I would go get tested with my my child just to make eh? sure. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'd have to be like, if I'm really sick to the point, I've never been sick enough if, that I thought I got to go to a hospital. But if I did get that sick, I'm just going to assume it's COVID and they'll test me when I'm there. But unless I have to go to the hospital, I personally don't see any need to get tested. The only times I've been tested in the past is when I needed to travel. You had to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 69% of full-time workers have now worked remotely, even partially. And 90% say they are just as productive at home as they are in the office. You know, I believe that for for most people. I know some people, on that note, are productive but still want to be in the office. And I know people who aren't productive and don't give a fuck. They don't want to go to the office. Yeah. So I feel like there's probably a good mixed bag. Um, But there are some companies who, I mean, we've talked about it. There are some companies that have made it work just fine with their employees and are actually happy to not have to pay those bills that they had to pay at their offices and have shut the doors. We have one in our building right here that shut their doors because they realize, wait a minute, I don't think we need our employees to actually be there physically. So we're good. And it works out for everybody. So that's good if you manage to find a place where you are happy with it and your work is. But that's not always the case. It's not. And listen, when it comes to work from home, I mean, there was a period where it was like, oh boy, this sucks, but we'll make do. Okay. And then it turned to, well, this isn't actually that bad, and we could save on hydro and office mm-hmm. space and all that sort of stuff. It, well, you know, and this is over. We're going to let our employees work from home. Right. And now I'm finding a lot of those companies that were leaning that way, a lot of them are saying, mm, no, come, come back to the office. Come back now. Right. 
And I don't think I like that at all. I mean, how seriously did you actually consider letting them work from home? Mm -hmm. And what is the big deal about having people in the office? I I really don't understand that. Obviously, it's industry specific, but there's a lot of jobs that could be done remotely. Uh, What's the benefit to the employer? Well, there's some cost savings there. Mm -hmm. And and what about this here? More than half, 55% say they're actually working more hours when they're working from home. Interesting. I believe that too. You're there. Your work stuff is there. You can just power through and get her done. Comfort of your own home. I think there's a lot to that too, right? When you're just like, eh, you know what? I don't have my commute anymore. So, you know, I'm my job's done at five, for example. Let's say I'm a nine to five or my job's done at five. Usually I'm at the office. Okay, I'm turning off everything. I'm saving everything. I'm getting the fuck out of there because mm-hmm. I got to go home still. Yeah. But there is something to it with ugh, my kitchen's five feet away. I'll start to prep dinner in like in no time. So I'm just going to stay on this project for a little bit longer. So maybe they are uh, finding that people are, are doing that for those reasons. 73% of people who have worked from home at some point during the pandemic are now back at the office, at least part time. Uh, myself included. This is my first week back in the building mm-hmm. after a year and a bit. Yeah, you're almost into a full first week of that, by the way. And how is it going for you? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know why I'm here. And I'll tell you why. I think that we proved that we were perfectly capable of doing it the way we were doing it, distanced, without uh, driving every day and coming in every day. And if it's safe enough for me to be here, I, for the life of me, cannot understand why I have to walk around wearing a mask anywhere, anytime I'm not at my desk or in my position here in the studio, you have to have a mask on. And frankly, that doesn't seem safe to me. If you guys say it's safe to return to the office, then it should be safe to return to the office. And if you can't tell me it's safe, then I don't know why the fuck I'm here. Personally, you'll wear a mask to, to... for out for personal reasons, right? Go to the shopping at the mall. You got to go only because I have to. If it were up to me, I might not. Sure. Not in all scenarios, anyway. Well, and that's something that will eventually go away, I think. Right? I mean, I don't know when we're expecting that to happen. The whole mask off scenario, not anytime soon, as we could see a rise in cases a little bit. But I, I fully expect that'll that will eventually be the way. I just don't understand why. Case in point, I had to go out this morning to to meet the Starbucks courier because we ordered some drinks today, and. There's nobody else in the building. Like, forget just our office. Out of all the offices in this building, there was nobody else in the building except for Kat. But I have to wear a mask to walk through the lobby. Well, you're supposed to. I, I, okay, I mean, I guess I might not have, but there's security cameras everywhere. I don't want to be that asshole who right. the, the company gets flagged because one of their employees walked through the lobby without a mask on, and it just doesn't make sense. I mean, what did we forget about how this is transmitted? It's silly to me that I have to do that, but here we are. Working from home is not the top trend that employees would like to see more of in the future. So they gave people a choice. Like, something has to change. Okay. Would, would you like it to be work from home or something else? It tied for second. The number one thing that employees said they want is a four-day work <laughs> week. <laughs> Holy shit, if I had a nickel for every time we brought this up. say they would be very or highly interested in switching to a four-day week with three days off. They would be willing to work up to 10 hours a day to get a three-day weekend every week. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And you know what? I do feel like there's so much to this, and I don't know if and when it's ever going to happen. And it is another thing that's varied by industry. But why can't we just make this happen? Like, it's already been tested and proven to be just fine Mm -hmm. in other parts around the world. Why can't we just give it a try? 
I, you know, I, I just don't know. Maybe governments don't realize that they play a role in this. They need to take the lead on this. If, if they offered an incentive to companies, if they, I don't know, bring back the wage subsidy for the part-timers who maybe would fill in the three days when your full-timers on the four days are off. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways we could do it. I just don't understand why nobody has taken the lead on it. Because I do think there are companies out there who are interested in hearing what it would look like. Yep. They just can't wrap their mind around it. Like I've got a store that's open from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. And I've got staff Monday to Friday. And then I've got my weekend staff. What would it look like if they're only with the weekend people work on that third day, uh, a third day instead of just two? They want to know what it would look like. All it takes is someone to publish the guidelines for it. Here's how it could work. Or you could do it this way, or you could do it that way. Either way, the goal is for employees to go to work four days a week. And it's just one example of just things that we do just because it's been done a certain way yep. for so long. We just keep, we just continue. And as humans, we can, we can adapt and change to so many things, yet we don't. Like, I find like we don't. We look at, you know, something that was written 200 years ago, for example, mm-hmm. and say, we're still abiding by this, even though a million things in the world have changed since this was written, right. we're still going to follow these exact fucking rules. It just seems ludicrous to me when you really think about it. You have the right to bear arms. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> don't get it. Get I think they meant started. muskets, asshole, not an AR-47. Yeah, exactly. Like, shit <laughs> changes. And this is one of those things that maybe we need to look at. We know, and, and, and by the way, anything involving mental health has always been there. It's always been there, but now more and more we hear people talking about it and how and how they're feeling. This is something that we know could improve that yes. greatly, mm-hmm. and yet we're doing nothing about it. Nothing. You know, and this is proven to help and help with that work-life balance as well. Yeah. Which is so important. Help for families to cut their care daycare costs for their children, for example. I mean, there's there's across the board benefits to this. So I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why we haven't started on. And on that, you're almost at the weekend, guys. Have yourselves a great Thursday. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Tiger King 2 came out. Is anyone going to watch this? I don't know. It feels weird because, like, during the pandemic, we were all trapped in the house and it came on. Now it's like looking at text messages you sent during a breakup. It's like (laughs) I was a different person back then. I just want to move on. Well, guys, it seems like supply chain issues are causing new problems every day. I just read that uh, this holiday season, there's going to be a shortage of both real and artificial Christmas trees. It won't be quite the same when your family's singing carols around a coat rack wrapped in lights. Ben announced that the Los Angeles Staples Center will change its name to the Crypto.com Arena. So look for the Lakers to be up by 20, then back down by 40, then up by 10,000, then back to zero. It is the most lucrative naming deal in the history of sports. It's twice as much as it costs to build the Staples Center. (laughs) But a lot of people around here don't like the new name at all. You know you're in a weird spot when fans are like, we have to go back to when it was named after an office supply store. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.